0: Zone, coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Aikry and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. Luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain,
1: percent reason to remember the name. He doesn't need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic. So unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, toxic picking it up. Let's go and anyway. He never really talks much, never
2: because status for still hour today. We've got a busy one. A few guests coming up here. Let me hit David and Cersei because I said I would, and I try to be a man of my word. David 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 what's up
3: well thanks thanks for getting me on uh i've kind of taken my time on the football deal and not weighed in because what else was there to say i mean we've heard all the griping the carrying on the ringing of hands and gnashing of teeth and uh, you know everyone has witnessed what has happened and all i can say is coach Pittman is extremely fortunate to be able to retain his job in this situation, which I am 100% for because no good could come out of us having to find a new football coach because nobody wanted it when he took it. And I'm not sure anything has changed, you know. But honestly, his decision to bring Coach Enos here is just mind boggling. I mean, I don't understand why anybody thought they could make K.J. a pocket passer. And I understand nobody, the coaches, nobody knew that the offensive line was going to have so much trouble blocking for the run and protecting the passer. And then I read things from like Wally Hall, which is even more inexplicable. He said that uh, the coach told uh, Coach Enos to start calling different plays, you know, two or three games into the season, and he refused to do so. And I thought,
1: that can't
3: be true because if he had refused to do so for half of a quarter, mm. and I was the coach, his high end would have been going down the alleyway somewhere. Yeah. So I don't know about all that, but anyway. Uh,
2: no, he said it I, straight I just, up. It was in an interview. I mean, he talked about it that he wanted eight to I, ten dropback or eight to ten, yeah, pocket passes, and they were how many West last week? Twenty nine.
3: Twenty nine. Well, let me ask you then. Why did the coach allow that to keep happening? That's the part I don't understand.
2: I think because there's probably also an emphasis on trying to let a guy do his job to the best of his ability. And he, knows he does have a good track record prior to this particular stop.
4: And don't you think well, if he had yeah. a replacement on staff that would have made the transition easier, he m- might have done this a little quicker? Let's say Dow Loggins was still on staff. That
2: would have been easy. Yep. I'll say this, like, if I had a guy that I told to do something specifically and he didn't do it pretty quickly, we would have another visit, and I would be very clear on the fact that if you don't change now, like, that's going to be it. Yeah. And I don't know if it went quite that smoothly or if he just threw his hands up at the end, but maybe Quinn will have some insight. He's coming up in a second.
3: Okay, well, I'll hurry and get off here. But listen, everybody makes mistakes. I went through, back in the 70s, I went through two marriages in four years, and I'm sure that I'm not the one that made the mistake. It was probably them. I'm sure. But this one has lasted 43 years in holding. so, you know, good things can happen. There you go. But uh, I, it, it's just a terrible situation. It should never have happened because this is a bona fide 7-5, 8-4 and, five, eight and four football team that if the correct offense had been in line, uh, they would have probably got that. And it's, I just hate it for everybody yeah. involved, yep. especially Coach Pittman. Concur. First
2: David, thank you. I was reading the Democrat Gazette this morning, and I got to the part where they rank the SEC teams, and then they give a little blurb on each team. Mm -hmm. And they have Vanderbilt 14th, Arkansas 13th. If two months ago I had been in a terrible accident, and I had been in a coma for two months, and then I woke up and decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a little drink, and I'm going to read the Democrat Gazette as I try to ease myself back into normalcy. And I read that, I would have thought someone was playing a joke on me. I would have never have believed that you could make an argument that Arkansas is the 13th best team in the league. It is mind-boggling. I will tell you, comparatively to expectations, this probably is the worst situation I've seen in 25 years. Comparatively no. to, to, to expectations.
4: There were high expectations when John L. Smith took over. They were top
1: 10. They were
2: 8th. It's a little but different yeah. deal. I didn't have a, you didn't know what to expect. That was a huge X factor.
1: Also, after one game, you knew.
2: <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll listen to that one. But, I mean, that was a unique situation. When Bobby went, you know, on his bike ride gone wrong, I mean, it was there was a lot lot of up in the air. Um, I don't think anybody could have thought it would have been as bad as it was. But, anyway, this is, though, I mean, again, we thought they're going to vie for a West championship. Maybe Alabama's down, which is true. Mm-hmm. LSU is gettable, which is true. Mm-hmm. Nobody else in the West is that strong right now. You're transitioning. Well Miss is okay. Auburn's just getting started again. Mississippi State's Mississippi State, right? This is your year. And all those things are still true. And here Arkansas sits as maybe the 13th best team in the league. This Red White Report is going to be very short. The Red White Report
0: is brought to you by Big O' Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court, Big O' Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O' Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style.
2: Well, it's a time for reflection, if nothing else, right now for Arkansas, and they have some time to work things out. We'll get Quinn's thoughts on all that coming up. Basketball again Saturday. Don't forget, you got a broadcast on The Buzz, 3 o'clock tip, 2.30 pregame, and taking on a top five Purdue team, even though it is an exhibition, and the first Eric Musselman show is coming up Monday night. So it is uh, the crossover season officially upon us. It's so exciting. How many days till we tip it off, Wes, for real? 11. 11. 11 days. Very good. All right, let's get to Quinn Grovey, who is standing by. Maybe he's got some answers to all the questions we asked and also some that were queried by our friend in Searcy.
0: It's time to
2: groove with Grovey with an all-time great Razorback quarterback.
1: Takes it, cuts inside to the 10, to the 5, His score. Touchdown. Quinn Grovey, showing the great athletic ability, did it his way. Current
0: Razorback broadcast analyst Quinn Grovey. Grooving with Grovey is brought to you by Bell and Sward at Ten Eleven Oak Street in Conway. From boots to suits, they have everything for the best dressed man. Now let's groove.
2: Hello, Mr. Grovey. What's going on, sir? How are you? Buddy, I'm uh, excited about the bye week, and I'm hoping that it's productive for the Razorbacks.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be productive. Uh, you're, you're working on some new things, and and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be very, very productive for uh, this football team and, and uh, what they're trying to accomplish down
2: the stretch. Give me give me your thoughts, and I know you may not have a ton of insight on exactly how it all went down, but do you think it was contentious with Enos and Coach Pittman?
5: Uh, no, I don't think so, and that's just from my fifty thousand foot view. You right. know, I'm not in the meeting room with them, but I do not believe it was contingent. I, I believe that when you have a good relationship with somebody, it's 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 uh, it's easier to have that that difficult conversation. Be like, hey, man, look, it's really not working. I thought it was going to work. It's not working. And the fact that Sam pulled the plug at this point in time, I mean, that says a lot. I mean, that says a lot. I mean, you've got a guy that has been you've been on the staff with before. You've actually worked for this guy. You brought it back. And uh, things just didn't work out. So I don't think it's contingent. I, look, I, I, I think anybody who has any type of football knowledge can see that the offense was not producing at the level that everybody thought. And I think that if you felt like, I mean, I think most people feel like, if you had an offense that was really you know not even hitting on all cylinders but just being much more of an impact that you would have had a, a three four more wins and so uh... that's just kind of what people are looking at right there i think but uh... you know dan leaving uh... sam sam made the decision made the tough decision and i'll still go back and say when you have a good uh, good relationship with people sometimes you gotta make a decision and just say look man it's not working out
2: Uh, Let's talk about Kenny Guyton. Let's turn the page now. And you are a guy who I have seen as a great play caller as a former quarterback, but that's on PlayStation. I don't know how it would go in real life. Uh, Quinn, by the way, don't let him ever, ever try to talk you into a bet on a PlayStation game. You will lose money. It is no fun at all. It is miserable. I had one of the longest nights of my life on a PlayStation with Quinn. Anyway, all that aside... Kenny Guyton obviously played quarterback. And so, again, he's got a special understanding of what a quarterback goes through. But how do you think this transition will go for him?
5: Well, I mean, that's the million-dollar question. I don't know. I think when you look at Kenny Guyton, he's a guy that is looking at this as a great opportunity. I mean, how many times do you get an opportunity to be an SEC offensive coordinator? And so I'm sure he's chomping at the bit. Uh, You know, him having that quarterback perspective I think really helps. And I think him working with Kendall Browse uh, will give him a mindset of what they're trying to do. And I think that'll help out KJ. So, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, like I said, are upset about the whole Enos thing. But, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, I think everybody was really excited about it, or at least I was from the standpoint, and I know KJ was too, about, okay, how can I really transform myself into what people would see as an NFL quarterback? You know, we talked about the pocket. We talked about you know pre-snap stuff. We talked about uh, you know identifying the mic and, and uh, working through coverages and all those types of things. That's the that's the kind of stuff that Dan was really teaching KJ to get him prepared for that. And and I, I look at it like like Harold Perkins at LSU. You know, Brian Kelly talked about how hey, you know, he may be one of the best pass rushers in the country, but what we're trying to do is develop this guy to be in the NFL because he's a little undersized guy but at the end of the day the guy can get to the quarterback and so are you going to develop him or are you trying to win football games and I think that that's what he had to wrestle with and so I think that that's one of the things that you know Sam had to wrestle with too I mean you know Dan Enos from from that perspective has put a lot of guys in the NFL I mean his track record is proven in regards to the guys that he's coached that's been in the NFL so I think that KJ was looking at that feeling comfortable about that but if your productivity is not where you want it to be to give you that opportunity, then you've got to go, okay, all right, let's figure out how we're going to get productive. So hopefully uh, Kenny Guyton coming in will be able to go a little faster, uh, take a few more shots, although you've got to block it up. But I think the biggest thing that he'll do is sit down with KJ and say, okay, wh- what, what have we done in the past that you really, really like? Mm-hmm. And when you can kind of figure that out, uh, now it's time to go. Because when you have a quarterback, who can retain that information, and K.J. can. I mean, even though he's learned a new offense, and I don't expect Kenny Guyton to come in and scrap everything that Dan Enos did because it's too late in the game, but I do believe that if you have a quarterback and you have those one-on-one conversations with him, what do you like? Okay, now let's talk about how we're going to communicate this to the team. And so um, that's a a big plus. So I think K.J. will be able to revert back really, really quickly, and then it's all about how do you get everybody else – on the same page, but I, I expect them to be much better. Even though you're going to Florida, you've had a tough time in Florida. That'd be Kenny Guyton's first time. Mm. Um, so it's all about it's all about what are you doing in preparation? You're switching gears. You're going from the quarterback, or the wide receiver room, to the quarterback room. So it's a whole different kind of conversation you're having. And now you're looking at the entire offense and not just the wide receiver group. Mm. And so th- that can be a challenge. But it feels like Sam had the right mindset with the people in his building. I mean, you know, moving Kenny Guyton over and then Derek Keith, who has had some, some coaching experience. So we'll see how it works. But it will be uh, it'll be something worth watching for sure because you, you just don't know how people are going to respond, especially when you get in those situations where it's third and seventh, mm-hmm. fourth and one. You know, what right. are you going
4: to do?
2: And so that Quarterback those are sneak. the
5: things that you're looking at.
2: I'll help. <laughs> uh, Quinn Groby yeah. joining us on the Brain of <laughs> Moving and Storage lines brought to you by our friends at Bell & Swart up in Conway. Um, as a non-play caller, I would also love to see, and I think we have talked about it before, the tight ends in, you know, involved a little bit more because we've only seen a small sample size. But every time Washington touches it, something good happens. And, again, you got to factor in the yep. blocking and all that kind of thing. And I know that's been an issue for some of the running backs also. And then Gums, you know, again, prolific pass catcher at North Texas his last year comes in, and when they've thrown it to him, good things have happened. Do you think that's part of the mix? Do
5: you think that's part of the mix? 100%. I think that that's where they were heading with, with Has. I mean, I thought he was really starting to emerge as maybe K.J.'s go-to guy. Right. Uh, and big play guy. And so with him leaving uh, or being hurt, you know, Washington was able to step in really, really fast against LSU. Caught five balls on their first drive. And But, yeah, I, I think the I think Washington and Gums can be guys that can help you out. But I think the thing that they've got to really be looking at is how do we stretch the field? But when we try to stretch the field, what does that protection look like? Because they tried to throw the football deep a couple of times last week. Mississippi State was just like feast or famine. We're coming for you. We don't care what you're doing. Uh, I, and so they put them in a bad spot. And we're able to sack KJ a couple of times, but when you throw it deep, you know how, how do you really uh, maximize that? Because I think that that takes pressure off. So when you're running, when you're going fast, you limit substitutions, and so you get a chance to see what their base defense is. And so I think that that was one of the, the things that a lot of people don't talk about is that aspect of it, because... I think you, when you go fast, you have an opportunity to put the defense in a bad spot, but you also have a an opportunity to go three and out really, really quickly. Um, so those are the things that you have to manage. But I expect the tight ends to be a part of it. But I think you, I think the guy that's got to be a part of it, he's the fastest guy pretty much on the team is Satania. Mm-hmm. And whether or not he's even catching the football, he's what we call a coverage dictator. And that safety is going to have to be over the top, or somebody he's going to run straight past him. So. Uh, being able to have a guy out there like that that's dynamic, uh, I think, will help. And I think that's going to help the offensive line as well because when you're stretching the defense, those safeties have to stay back just a little bit, and that may give you an opportunity to try to create some type of run game.
4: Quinn, I have my theory. I want to get your theory. What happened to the offense that we saw score 30-something points against BYU, 30-something points against LSU? Uh, you
5: You know, K.J. was Superman pretty much I mean that's the thing it felt I don't you know even though we scored 30 points in those games it felt like everything was hard it just felt like everything was very very difficult you had to pull a rabbit out of your hat mm-hmm. You you have you know several third downs and you've got to try to figure out how to convert there was nothing there's there has not been anything easy for this offense and that's why I've, I've talked about chunk plays how do you create plays that's going to allow your offense to get easy yards and easy points in Arkansas Is at the bottom of the league in chunk plays. That's 20 yards or more. And so you've got to find a way to do it. It's hard to go in the SEC 16 plays for 75 yards on a consistent basis. And I I just think that uh, finding ways when you're struggling to get easy touchdowns really helps you out because your defense has really been carrying the load.
4: Last week, Mississippi State blitzed their linebackers a lot. When you blitz your linebackers, the middle of the field's open. But yet, Arkansas never targeted the middle of the field that often. Why, why not? What, what, what's holding them back from using the middle of the field?
5: Well, that's a good question. I mean, they've they, they run a couple of RPO schemes right behind the linebackers. Alabama kind of stopped it. Like Before the Alabama game, I was thinking that was really our best play up until that point. Alabama did a nice job against it. So that, that may be something that you'll continue to see. Um, but you've also got to have somebody who can work the middle of the field that you trust because anytime you throw that ball in the middle of the field, if it's not caught, you're asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. And so I get it, I understand, I understand it. But I think the biggest thing is that nobody's necessarily uh, afraid of the run game the way they used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and so and then when you start losing confidence in the run game, then that. You start losing confidence in everything that you do to to build off of that, and so as an offensive coordinator, you set your base. You understand what you want to do. People know we're going to be run heavy, and so everything we do off of that gives us an opportunity to throw the football right behind it. So I think people are now saying, "Hey, you know, maybe we don't have to overcommit. We know that we know that slant route or that dig is coming behind us. Uh, let's just stay back and and try to figure out and make them make." And very rarely do you hear. Make an Arkansas football team run the ball, but I think that that 's where a lot of teams are
2: you know we have talked about this on multiple occasions Quinn it frustrates me, and it 's understandable mm-hmm. because people are focused on the the outcomes, and I get that but the defense probably, and Travis Williams specifically, does not get enough credit. You know, we've heard Danny he knows his name a thousand times this year, and Coach Williams has been mentioned maybe 20. So uh, I hope it's not lost on anybody that there's some special things happening over there. And, again, the personnel is not significantly better from year to year. They've had some of their key guys out through the season, but they've, been, they've shown up every Saturday and played pretty solid football.
5: Yeah, they have. I mean, you, I mean, you think about that Alabama game. They had a lot of people out. And Travis Williams dialed up a great game plan. Now, they gave up a couple of, you know, know, busted coverages and things like that that really, you know, opened the game up. And, you know, they've made some mistakes like that, but not a whole lot. This defense has been very opportunistic. Travis Williams has done a fantastic job, and he hadn't complained about who he has or who he doesn't have. He's just put together a great game plan every single week. And this defense is really play well enough for you to win a whole lot more football games. And I, I think that that's really what they're thinking down the stretch. I mean, I'm not going to wait. I mean, Sam is smart. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to figure it out, and we're going to see if, if we can go ahead and try to go on a run and uh, try to get to a bowl game. That's going to be very, very difficult with the teams that you got to play. Uh, but, yeah, I think that that's the mindset. But Travis Williams deserves a ton of credit, and that defensive staff has been really, really good.
4: Over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, someone's asking me, uh, how long has this wide receiver coach been around? What can you tell us about the new wide receiver coach? Uh,
5: You know, he's a guy that, and I can't remember where he actually was an offense, excuse me, a a wide receivers coach. It was a smaller school, but he came from Alabama. He played at Alabama, um, and he's on this staff, and he came here basically attached with Dan Enos, but he's a, he was a wide receiver at Alabama. Uh, he was an assistant coach at a smaller school for like a year. So he's been able to be in a room and try to find a way to, to get uh, and coach guys and, and deliver the game plan. So that that's really helpful when you start going in and you change your role really, really quickly. So uh, he's played at a high level. He's been under Nick Saban. He's been under Dan Enos over there, but uh, he's a guy that's one, uh, I think he's a part of a national championship team as well. So. Um, I think the guys will really respond to him uh, because anytime you can talk about what you've done in the past and uh, you've won some championships, uh, guys will listen to you a little bit more. And I think Derek Keith will be able to to help them get on board.
2: Quinn, thank you for the time, my friend. Thanks to Bell and Sward, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Enjoy your weekend off, my friend. I'm sure you're gonna have a chance to chill and uh, catch some ball games this weekend. You got anything on the radar?
5: No, Not nothing, nothing. Perfect. I'm just going to kick back and watch everything and uh, act like a fan. This is my tailgate weekend, and that's what I'm going to do.
2: <laughs> Enjoy it. Thank you, Quinn. All right, fellas. All right, let me squeeze in John here real quick. Uh, John gave up. Kirby, real quick, and then uh, we got Dr. O'Malley coming up. What's up?
3: Yeah, hey, how are y'all? Good. So, uh, offensive line obviously gets talked about a lot, and when we're looking at highlights, we see offensive linemen miss blocks, But I also see them miss a block, turn around to chase that defensive lineman or that linebacker, and then K.J. runs MacDab into our offensive lineman and gets back. Um, If I learned anything from junior high, uh, senior high football, when you miss a block, when someone gets past you, you keep going. And if they would do that, K.J. could take off, get those chunk plays that we never get. Does that not get noticed?
4: I've seen it a couple times this year. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm just like, get out of the way.
2: You've already screwed up once. Don't make it worse. (laughs) Okay, we're on the same page. Thanks, Kirby. Appreciate the call. Got to hit a break. Uh, Doc O'Malley coming up from AMS.
4: Great entertainment's coming to Oakland. Marcus King on October 27th, right around the corner. Blues Traveler, November 17th. Martina McBride on the 30th. Brett Michaels, December 30th. And the Rocket Man Show, the tribute to Elton John, January 1st. Tickets on sale at oakline.com. While you're there, you can book your hotel room. And you'll want to check out the Mainline Sports Bar. Great place to watch games. It is... Got good food, good drinks. You can bet right there. TV's all over the place. Of course, you got your golf suites that you can hit some balls, axe throwing. Pretty cool place. Check it out. In Oakline now, Oakline Sports is offering a new and easier way to withdraw and to put money into your account. Oakline Sports app. If you haven't downloaded it yet, be sure to get it because got some great games to gamble on this weekend, whether it's college football, World Series or the NFL on Sunday. Make your plans today to visit Oakline in Hot Springs.
1: Join Morning Mayhem this Friday broadcasting live from Fletcher Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Sherwood. Start your trick or treating with a trip to Fletcher Dodge this Friday morning on one hundred three seven The Buzz.
0: This is SportsCenter.
1: The weekend in football really gets rolling tonight. First in the National Football League it will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 3-3. and Traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills, who are 4-3 and and 3-1 and at home. The Bills are looking to rally after their surprising loss last week against the Patriots. The Buccaneers are looking to rally after their loss at home against the Falcons. They are 2-0 on the road so far this season. Buffalo is an 8.5 point favorite. You can catch the game at 7.15 on Amazon Prime Video. And then in college football, Lane Stadium will be rocking as the Virginia Tech Hokies take on the Syracuse Orange and then a big clash in the Sun Belt. Georgia State, who is 6 and 1 overall, 3 and 1 in the Sun Belt takes on a 5 and 2 Georgia Southern team who is 2 and 1 in the Sun Belt as well. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network.
6: 103.7 The Buzz is proud to bring you college football talk with Mark May every Thursday morning on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by Edwards Food Giant, the Mead People, and by Dugan's Pub, located in the River Market.
4: Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer.
0: Make plans now to be at the Pine Bluff Regional Park Saturday, October 28th for one of the world's largest barbecue championships. It's the annual Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship presented by Saracen Casino. Food trucks, sampling, craft vendors, games for the kids, and it's all free for the entire family. And this year's event is headlined by Buffett, featuring the son of the Sailor Band's tribute to the one and only Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band. For more information, visit smokeonthewaterbbq.com. This ad paid for with accommodations to take funds in Arkansas's land of Legends Tourism Association funds.
6: Tom McCarthy here from Westwood One. Join me and Devin McCourty for Thursday Night Football this week from Buffalo. The Bills will take on the Buccaneers after falling to 4 3 last week with a loss to the Patriots. Tampa Bay also dropped a divisional game with a loss to the Falcons, knocking them out of the NMC South lead. Find out who gets the bounce back win on Thursday Night Football.
2: Right here on 1037 The Buzz.
6: Snap
0: into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose.
7: If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be
0: president a state where lawful to wager. Must be 21 plus and president in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money. Wager only ten dollars. First deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER or visit fanduelcom slash rg in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call one eight hundred NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP to five three three four two. In Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 Or visit ccpgorg chat in Connecticut. One eight hundred nine it in Indiana. One eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. Or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. one One eight seven 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 zero. Stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelpma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty for twenty four seven support in Massachusetts. Or call New York. too busy to call into the show text us on the southern structural solutions text line at 501 661 1037 or
2: message us on the asher record live fan feedback now back to the zone here we go, oh it's got to be lunchtime man i wish i was at lunch right now although we do have a good friend coming up here with a little grub i would tell you this if you're looking for a spot around town maybe head downtown um, before the rain starts and hit cash Restaurant in downtown Little Rock. Great variety on the menu for lunch or dinner. Things like sandwiches and wraps. Maybe a little club or a buffalo chicken. Um, They've also got a half sandwich cup of soup combo. Pizzas as an option. And, of course, dinner time, a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit more fine dining option. Not by maybe. I mean, it absolutely is. So if you're looking for a place for a romantic dinner or a casual lunch with friends or a business associate, cash is a great option in the River Market. And, of course, uh, you get free valet parking in the evening. Cash, Little Rock, C-A-C-H-E, LittleRock.com, 501-850-0265. If you need a place to book a soiree, so maybe you got a uh, holiday party coming up, definitely get them to get you on the calendar ASAP, 501-850-0265, or any kind of special event maybe a uh, rehearsal dinner or any kind of wedding event or any kind of special event, corporate event, whatever. doesn't matter. They've got a room downstairs that will hold about 30, and then upstairs up to 150 comfortably in that beautiful open space upstairs. you get your own little bar and outdoor space, indoor space, fantastic spot. It's Cash Restaurant, locally owned here from the Little Rock family and right conveniently located downtown Little Rock. And again, with valet parking, you just can't beat it. Let's head to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Talk to Dr. O'Malley. What's up, Doc? How are you? I'm good. Thanks, guys. Uh, I will tell you, I pay a lot closer attention to NFL injuries since I got into fantasy football a while back. And my quarterback this week was going to be Brock Purdy. No longer, because apparently he is in concussion protocol. Um, So, you know, again, we know, I guess we've talked enough about concussions. Um, but he uh, he may be missing here for at least a week.
7: Yeah, I mean it's, it's really hard to come back. I don't think anybody this year has been on concussion protocol and played the next week. So I would not have him um, on the fantasy team this week if you have if you have the option. Uh, cause he's probably not playing. I mean, I think there's a decent chance he could be playing the next week. It just depends on how he does. I mean, uh, these concussions are pretty interesting of how long they can linger. Um, and some of them may resolve very quickly so everybody's a little different but particularly for the NFL the protocols are hard to get back in the same way you can be ready to go um, to play the game after your concussion
4: it was kind of a strange deal with him because he didn't show any symptoms until the flight home is that does that happen often
7: yeah I mean they may be having some symptoms but only a lot of players don't want to say anything about it we've got plenty of players go yeah I've had feeling good for half the game and then they'll kind of finally come say something to us so Um, But, yeah, it definitely can take some time for those. I mean, it's swelling. It's swelling in the the brain. And so it can take time for you to start having symptoms.
4: Deshaun Watson has a micro tear in his rotator cuff. They say he's day-to-day. What's he dealing with?
7: Yeah, so, I mean, we we see that particularly in our throwing athletes. but You can see that in our baseball players, too. They get these itty-bitty little tears in the rotator cuff. Uh, A lot of it is the tear is not so much the problem as the inflammation that's caused around it. Um, he should still be able to throw a football, but it's trying to get the shoulder to calm down, and that's why they're just taking it easy uh, with his shoulder or letting the information calm down to get him back out on the field.
4: Does it help his backups playing well and they can give him more time?
7: Yeah, <laughs> it does help a lot <laughs> to have that.
4: Justin Fields, speaking of his backup playing well, he's got a dislocated thumb. That, to me, is not a good thing for a quarterback.
7: Yeah, particularly because Niggas is uh, on his right hand, um, so it, you can tape that, but I think for, particularly for this week, it's going to be really hard for him um, to play this week. I don't know if they've ruled him out just yet, but I don't think that he's probably playing this week with that. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how bad it is. I mean, that is something that can require surgery. If they haven't operated on it by the beginning of next week, they're probably pretty confident that it's not going to need surgery and that it should be able to heal itself uh, and taping and see how when he can. Uh, um,
8: Get back
2: from that. Yeah, Bajan's playing again this week on Sunday night in the primetime game against the Chargers, and I will tell Justin Fields, you better get back pretty quick because you may get uh, Tom Brady here if you don't come back soon.
7: And he's probably already getting Tom Brady,
4: so... <laughs> Tannehill's not... Well, they haven't ruled him out yet, but it doesn't look good for Tannehill. I think uh, they may turn to Will Levis this week. He's got, he's got an ankle, and he was trying to go through practice yesterday, and he didn't look good in the video that I saw, kind of hobbling mm-hmm. around just rest is that what the, the best thing for tanny hill yeah, right I
7: mean, now he has a high ankle sprain we're seeing that big push for stability for high ankle, for, for surgery right the tightrope procedure um I, I think a lot of these uh, my personal opinion is a lot of these are probably going to recover about the same with or without surgery um and so rushing them to surgery is just putting them at risk was really not a huge benefit and so these high ankle sprains we know they just take they take weeks um to get better they're not going to be one or two weeks out it could be longer than that um with that, with the instability that 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 tear of that um, ligament causes, and so it's just going to be how he does um, and when he can get back. But if he's hobbling around on um, yesterday, odds are he's probably not playing on Sunday.
4: We've talked about this before, but we found out last Monday. Brock Bowers, the tight end at Georgia, is out with and he's going to have that um, that what, the two surgery where they go into his ankle and tighten the ligament. Uh, there is some hope that he returns for the maybe the uh, SEC championship game, the postseason championships, maybe even the last game of the year. What's he deal? What's what's kind of a timeline with that surgery?
7: Yeah, that's, that's the problem with that surgery is that you, we, I, I make the argument that there's a reasonable chance he could be back and do that even without the surgery, um, and that those high ankle sprains are not, you don't necessarily have to have surgery, um, but two, has proven that you can have surgery and maybe get you back a little bit quicker. I mean, you may be talking a week or two, you may not, like, it, it's a gamble you're taking, and that's the problem with, with doing that is we know it's going to heal and, and really, the, ph- the football players, they, most of them, I would tell you, like if it's in the offseason, they're probably not having surgery. They're just letting it heal on its own. But it's, can we get him back maybe one or two weeks earlier with surgery? Maybe, maybe not, um, but we, you don't really know. And so they're pulling the trigger a little bit earlier to do surgery um, in hopes to get him back a week or two earlier, but there's no guarantee the surgery is actually going to do that. So uh, it, it's one of those, deb- those things we debate of what the right thing is for those athletes. Um, and I think we give them, it's really being, giving them an educated option going, hey, this is what it looks like with or without surgery. Here's the risk of surgery. And then here's the risk of when you can get back without surgery. Um, but it, it's really just stabilizing that so he can really get back potentially a little bit faster. But that's not always a guarantee with that surgery.
2: You see, Wes assuming that Georgia will be in the SEC championship game there. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think he's assuming pretty well. So I'm not sure who else is going to knock him off, particularly in the East. <laughs> Well, at this point,
2: I think Tennessee and, and uh, Missouri will definitely want to have a conversation about it, but we'll see. I mean, Georgia is obviously the the favorite, so I don't think it's settled out. And this has not been a very dominant performance this year by this Georgia team. They look somewhat gettable, mm-hmm. more so than the last couple of years. Yeah, I agree.
4: Someone on the Southern Structural Solutions text line wants me to ask you about recommendations to prevent delayed onset muscle soreness for mid-50s runner-slash-biker-slash-workout guy. Um,
7: really getting proper nutrition is really important. Making sure you're, you're staying hydrated, um, and then making sure that you're getting enough electrolytes, and that's the problem that they can run into is, like, they're just sweating so much. Um, Pretty good for those endurance athletes is that they're, um, they're, they're actually not giving their body what they need. So I think the key there is getting enough sleep. Um, a lot of us are not getting eight hours of sleep. They're so getting enough sleep, making sure you're getting a good, well-balanced diet, particularly for endurance athletes, having carbs in your diet, uh, making sure you're staying hydrated, making sure you're getting enough electrolytes and taking your multivitamins. If you do most of those things, you should get better. And then if you're still fatigued, odds are you're you're working out too many days a week and so if you were working out seven days a week you probably need to cut it down to five or even consider cross training i think that's something as we get older that's really important it's not doing the same exercise every day um and that if you are if you're a runner go cycle two days a week or swim or do some other form of aerobic exercise instead of just going and running all the time
2: kevin has a question for doc go ahead oh how about that kevin hey kevin what's up oops Doc back here. Well, okay, let me just hang up on everybody. <laughs> I lost Kevin. I didn't do that one. Uh, I don't know how he lost I'm him. I'm sure that's Doc. There he is. Doc, sorry about okay. that. I hung up on Kevin somehow. I hung up on you for sure. I tried <laughs> to punch Kevin on the air, and then he was gone. Kevin, call back. Sorry. And go. Uh, in the meantime, sorry. That there was it is. That was very awkward. See if that's Kevin. Sorry about that. That was a quite a cluster there all of a sudden. Uh, same or next day appointment availability. If you are interested in getting the doc services or one of his colleagues, 501-526-1046 or uamshealth.com slash orthopedics. We got him? Yep. Okay. Kevin?
8: Hey, hey, uh, question for Dr. O'Malley. Um, I, I had a uh, pretty good ankle, or excuse me hamstring pull uh, about 10 weeks ago, playing pickleball actually, hmm. and um, and so I've been just trying to let that heal. It was, I don't know what grade it was, that's bleeding back there, but um, Eesh. anyway, um, I was just I can run a little bit now, but it's very tight still, and you know, trying to stretch it out. I just wondering your your thoughts on uh, needle therapy,
7: the needling they call it. Do you have any opinion you on have that? Yeah, uh, dry needling is that what you're asking about? Yes, yeah. yeah. uh huh. Yeah, dry needling can be really helpful. It's one of those modalities that our therapists perform. Um, but yeah, if you're getting dry needling, they also need to make sure. You, I mean, you're probably working with a physical therapist, and you need to have a really good stretching program for you, and then just progression back. As you've heard us talking about even. I mean, look, you're playing pickleball. You're an athlete, not on the pro athlete level, but you're still an athlete, and um, sure. our athletes just take time to get back. Um, and so, don't push yourself too quickly. Um, you'll know. And if it hurts, don't go. Don't go do it. Um, and re-injure that muscle. So you've got to give it time for it to heal properly, but the dry kneeling can be very helpful in terms of helping you stretch out after that type of injury. What, what do you think of, of, of
8: approximate time frame, just to, in general? I mean, I know it varies, you, but... You said you injured
7: it when? It's probably... It's been at least 10 weeks ago, two and a half months. 10 weeks ago? I mean, we should be able to be... You should be able to be pushing yourself back uh, around now. I mean, two to three months is not a right. reasonable goal. start doing more. Uh, I, I just tell my 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 patients, my athletes, just to, like, listen to their hamstring. hurts, like, don't do it. The biggest thing is making sure you get stretched out before you go back to playing pickleball and any sort of agility for it. Um, if you don't, okay. you're going to re you got to get stretched back right. out. All right. Thanks. All right. Uh,
2: a couple things about that. Uh, first of all, if your hamstring is speaking to you, you should probably seek some uh, professional help with a therapist. Secondly, I will say that, Doc, you use the term athlete very loosely, and I respect that about you. <laughs>
7: I have a lot of athletes so there's different <laughs> levels to athletes Yes, but everybody, we want to keep them active and so like everybody's different and so I try to I, I ask their goals and try to figure out what they're trying to get back to so we can get them back there and don't I try not to assume anything because so I have some very very active 85 year olds I just had a lady she was playing in like the senior basketball championship and she's like almost 80 um, and she was injured like it's I mean I have some very active um, older patients so. fair
2: enough Can't argue with that. Doc, I appreciate the time. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks.
7: Have a good day. Thanks, guys. All
2: right. That is Dr. Larry O'Malley over at UAMS. Yep. Uh, Appreciate him. We'll talk to the mayor, Frank Scott, coming up in a moment.
4: Big O Tires has a good deal for you right now. Great savings on select set of tires. They have a huge selection of tires, all the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire. And don't forget, Big O Tires does more than just tires. They'll work on your vehicle, and they do brakes, they do alignment, they do old changes. If there's something wrong with your car, swing on by Big O Tires and see what they can do for you. Two locations, Cabot and Conway. In Conway, they're on Hark Rider. In Cabot, it's Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger. Go check out our friends at Big O Tires. That is the team we trust.
8: Yesterday.
2: Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Insurance deny you coverage on that roof? You won't be denied at Shamrock. Visit ShamrockRoofer.com for a chance to win a new roof absolutely free. Just visit ShamrockRoofer.com where one call does it all. How important is price when buying tires? Maybe
1: for you it's what drives you to choose your tire store. How important is service? And what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family owned? What if I told you that your local, family owned Big O tires in Conway and Cabot can offer you the most competitive pricing with the caring service that you expect from your neighbor? Right now, we have huge savings on our most popular sets of tires to keep you and your family safe on the road. Tires, service, and straight talk. Big O tires. <laughs>
6: Unless you've been living under a rock. You've heard of the current turmoil in the auto industry. Rising used car prices and declining new car inventory is clearly a real possibility. But this month, Watney Chevrolet strikes back with 0% on 2023 Silverados. Call 501-982-2102. Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville anticipated today's car climate months ago by ordering extra new inventory and assembling a fleet of quality used. Used cars. Call 501-982-2102. Trade now, because prices could soon be headed in the wrong direction. Plus, get the relief of no payments until after New Year's. Watney Chevrolet will get you right before the storm on the horizon. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. This is the pigskin preacher bringing you the word.
1: Football old-timers like Barry Switzer like to use the term Oski for an interception. Given that, Razorback Hall of Famer Gary Adams should be known as Mr. Oski. Adams finished the 1966 season with seven interceptions, earning his first of three consecutive All-Southwest Conference first-team honors. His 13 career picks are only one behind the hog record of 14, held by Steve Atwater. Decades later, don't throw anything near Adams, as he'll just Oski you. Yeah, we're watching you, number 22. And we're watching Double Beasts. For a tasty snack or meal of Chester's chicken, Big Rock pizza, a breakfast sandwich, or even catfish or a hamburger and rosebud. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Some things just go together.
0: Peanut butter and jelly. Milk and cookies. Lock and key. And of course... The Zone and the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Now, let's get into the show with Justin Akre and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network.
2: One to mention again, tonight it is a heavy favorite at home with Buffalo. You can wager on it if you're interested, oaklawnsports.com, or download the app for your iPhone or your Android. And they got a full slate of games this weekend and some interesting ones. And Wes and I both like uh, the Lions on Monday night for what it's worth. We don't agree on much, but we're definitely on the same page with that one. Uh, Obviously, a full slate of college games this weekend as well. Uh, Arkansas State's a slight road dog at Louisiana Monroe so Hmm. it's less than a field goal so hopefully they can go down and get a road win that'd be great for the program and for Coach Jones Um, and a lot of entertainment coming up at Oakland as well Marcus King is finally here it's coming up in two days well actually tomorrow Friday night Marcus King at Oakland Blues Traveler next month along with Martina McBride at the end of November Brett Michaels in December and you always got Pops Lounge. We told you about uh, Cliff and Susan. They were in the studio yesterday. They got a new album out. They're going to be playing there tomorrow night and Saturday before they take off for the Caribbean, but we appreciate uh, them and all the cool things going on at Oaklawn. You can book your room and find out more about all the great things happening at uh, the premier resort here in the state of Arkansas in Oaklawn at oaklawn.com. All right, let's head to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline talk to Little Rock's mayor, Frank Scott Jr. Mayor, welcome back. What's going on?
8: Well, thank you so much, Justin. It's always a pleasure to be with you and your listeners. I uh, just want to start off, and just I know you and others have been sharing condolences with the, uh, the tragic loss of our uh, city manager, Bruce Moore, and his family during this time. Uh, the city is uh, grieving and mourning and had a celebration of life for him this past Saturday and just uh, ask that you all continue to pray for his family, and particularly his son, Luke, uh, who's a rising um, uh, star at... Uh, Little Rock Central High School, one of their uh, starting basketball players, and uh, just want to continue to share those condolences and prayers, and, and thank you and everyone there uh, for your prayers uh, from that standpoint. Uh, secondly, uh, some big things that are coming up here at the city tomorrow, we'll be hosting a uh, workforce uh, summit. As we know, uh, across the state and the city, uh, there are always uh, workforce issues that need to be addressed and strategized strategize for new solutions. Uh, in this ever-evolving market. And so uh, one of the headlines is going to uh, be Mike Rogers, who is the state's uh, workforce star, along with a host of other uh, business and industry professionals. Uh, and we'll be hosting that uh, tomorrow morning uh, until the afternoon at the Center at University Park. And really excited about that. Uh, coming up on this weekend, there are a number of different festivals from, uh, from uh, Chili Fights in the Heights into the Hillcrest Falls uh, Festival uh, that's always around, and, and in Ward 6 off of John Barrow, the West Central Community Center, another uh, block party there. So a lot of things going on this Saturday, uh, and the next week, I think uh, you'll love this, the the Cornbread Festival starts, as you know, in the uh, Soma area uh, of the city of Little Rock, and so really a big shout-out to Anita Davis, who's really helped transform Soma over the years uh, with her number of businesses and, and properties in this festival, and so Uh, Really excited about that as we move forward. And then finally, uh, we continue to focus on on growing jobs in our city. Uh, We have now up to 10,000 new jobs and and working on some new things and hope to have some new announcements here in in the near future.
2: Very good. Uh, Yeah, I was just looking at the weather, Mayor. Sunday, 77 is the high. Monday, 51. So we're about to snap into fall overnight, basically. So it will be uh, (laughs) a little cooler temperatures. it looks like, for the – for the cornbread festival coming up here around the corner, um, yeah. Again, I want to I want to echo what you said about uh, Bruce Moore, and, and I didn't really see he had a son in, in at Central playing basketball, and obviously they've got some great expectations this year, and I hate that for for him and his family. So prayers to them and uh, Buddy Belines, Pat Hayes, a lot of guys who've done a lot of great things for our community over the last you know several years. I mean, decades you're talking about now. So, um, yeah, Buddy,
8: is, you, you're totally right. Judge Valines, when you think about parks and recreation. Not only in Little Rock, but Plasti County, with, uh, with Two Rivers Bridge, Big Dam Bridge, Big Dam Bridge. Uh, he is the, the visionary, um, and we're very sorrowful for his loss. As long, alongside Patrick Henry Hayes, we've we've had some giants transition, uh, and uh, we just want to continue to say prayers for the Valines family and the Hayes family as
2: well. Yeah, um, just uh, was curious too about you know as far as the 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 work that has been done and, and and that Bruce was doing. I mean, as far as how, how do you all handle that from a city standpoint in the short term
8: sure as you know the city manager serves as the, the chief administrative officer and as, uh, as well as a chief advisor to the city board and, and works um, intimately with the mayor and you know you will never be able to, to replace him um, and but right now we do have an acting uh, city manager in emily cox gotcha.
4: the zone question of the day you going to celebrate halloween saturday
8: or tuesday
4: what are you dressing up as
8: both and uh, <laughs> and more than likely spider-man
2: spider-man right. listen you gotta you gotta be a superhero on occasion from uh, from a mayor's standpoint for sure and you can, i bet there are plenty of times you wish you could climb a wall and get out of a meeting
8: <laughs> yeah when, <laughs> actually you're right yeah well, listen we've all been there
2: well listen uh mayor enjoy the holiday thanks for the thanks for the time today and as you mentioned yeah, really busy weekend this weekend and then coming up here some other cool events coming up so appreciate you we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks
8: talk to you soon appreciate you guys All right, very good
2: hey real quick i went and did some research in the break we were talking about ritter and uh you guys were talking about his winning in spite of his performance and it, it is interesting the nfc south obviously i'm clued into that more so than of well, solid people are because i root for a team in that division but the quarterback play in that division is not great. And I started looking at it, and Ritter is the class of that of that uh, that division right now. He's thrown for 65%. That's just slightly better than, I think, uh, Tampa's quarterback, Baker, Baker. Baker Mayfield. Uh, 1,630 yards, which is the most in the, in the division, a little over 230 yards a game. He has thrown six touchdowns and six interceptions. Now, that is not the best. Every other quarterback, though, has thrown four interceptions in that division. So it's been a tough year for the NFC South for quarterback play. Uh, and by the way, the worst of them all, Bryce Young. He has not even thrown for 1,000 yards yet, and he has been the quarterback for five games this season. So mm. it has been rough for the Panthers. And uh, I know Navy Mike's a frustrated fan, so I understand why he's... You know, again, what do we always say? Hurt people hurt, hurt people. Person. And he's a hurt person, so he's coming after all the Razorback stuff. Uh, particularly, uh like I say, Baker, at least he's thrown eight touchdowns, but he's also thrown four picks too, so... Ritter's at six and six. I don't have the fumble count here, but he has probably not helped him a whole lot there either.
4: There's your question of the day. You can get only one quarterback in the NFC South who you want. Uh, I
2: take Baker. I take Drew Brees right now. <laughs> or Matt Ryan. Can I have Matt Ryan? Used to be there. There's a lot of I would actually probably Tom take, Brady, yeah, three or four former South quarterbacks over the current stock uh, group right now. Football
0: fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get, with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at All.